All right, everybody. Welcome back to another thrilling installment of Saturday Night Gaming Presents a Heavenscape title. Uh, we're going to dive right back into a realm you may be familiar with if you listen to the game Dawn of the Dark Star. That realm is called Valos, but this isn't going to be what you're used to looking at because we are several hundred years in the past. That's right. So we're going to be starting out in an ancient realm right now, uh, in the beginning ages of Valos' time and the mortal realm there. The Alorians just now starting to develop the technology to become uh, seaborne, as we would call it. Uh, they are now using boats to try and circumnavigate the realm. The year is 635, and it is the sixth month and the second day of that month. Uh, this is where we will be starting in a little place I like to call Greater Aloria. It's on the western continent of the world, and just outside a large gated uh, or a, a large... Um, walled-in community, a large village that's called Blackbrook Keep. There is a dirt road that actually leads to a very uh, specific kind of building, uh, an alehouse called the Wayward Dog. Um, it's a very interesting place. The ply boards that are used to build it up haven't been treated in quite some time. You can hear the chaos and the laughter and the bar brawls coming from inside. Uh, the night sky is just taken over. You can see the three moons of Valos hanging in the, in the night sky, uh, illuminating the path into the bar. And uh, that's where we will begin. Uh, so we'll go ahead and start a round table introduction, uh, starting with whoever's not chewing a candy uh, first. And then uh, each of you introduce yourselves, tell me a little bit about your character, their name, and their purpose, and we'll move on to the next person. So whenever you're done, just say next. Uh, I am Einar Ragnolf. Uh, I'm a tall, strong hunter. I'm from the Huntsman out in the woods. Uh, my greatest hunt yet was killing a bear that I wear as a cloak now. And I carry a poleaxe, basically, that has a spike on the backside of it. And I have a large mounted plate of food in front of me at the tavern. Next. Yeah, go um, ahead, John. Oh, I um, my name is John the Red. Uh, I have red hair, long beard. I was actually looking for a photo I was going to bring up here so I could show you guys exactly what I look like. Um, but uh, my uh, brother, also named John. Uh, along with my sister, have gone missing. They've been missing for several years. Uh, they both uh, went out to sea and they never came back. So part of my mission uh, is to find them. 
uh, find out what happened to them at least. Um, my brother's name, uh, he was going by the name John Black. He had, after having adopted uh, our uncle's uh, name. So like, uh, that's who I'm looking for. He may or may not be a pirate now. We'll find out. Um, I'm playing Rhea Ravenwind. I'm a blacksmith and I do the thing. Tell us about your angstiness. Um, uh, so, um, she doesn't like adventuring, but all of her family are successful adventurers, so she feels that she has to. So. And she just wants to get away. Yeah. She's just a 19-year-old girl ready to break the chains of family and run away and have a, an adventure so that she doesn't have to be an adventurer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. All right, go ahead, uh, Caleb. My name is Sol. I am man of average build, uh, average height, pale skin, long red hair, almost like fire red. Um, as far as purposes and goals, I want to be the gods of the hearth and, and of the forge. Um, I believe in the multiple facets of the fire and the flame. I believe it can also be a tool of creation and of destruction. Um, I hope to at least reach that goal by the end of our journey. Who knows how many journeys we'll have, but that does sound like a great goal to have. All right, go ahead, Ronald. Hi, I'm Ronnie. I'll be playing Thalgrim Bloodwind. Greatest champion of Valkoria. Got tired. Just absolutely tired of dealing with the same old, same old boring champions. They couldn't bring me anything decent anymore. So I decided to go out and adventure. Nice. I got tired of round kicking the same old ninjas over and over again. I'm going to be chucking off somewhere else. That sounds good. And uh, we uh, sadly, we'll be missing uh, our friend Chuck Knight tonight, but I will NPC his character, Ulthor, uh, who you may run into uh, during this first little installment of Valos Through the Never. All right, so as I set up before, guys, uh, what you see is you walk through the night. You're, uh, you're journeying on a large uh, dirt road. Um, if you're coming from the wild, the wilderness, uh, the wooded area, then you are leaving a realm of fear and anxiety and almost going into what seems a little bit more light and jovial because you're no longer worried if a wolf is going to just run up and grab hold of you, a uh, wild pack of ferals waiting to kill you, or any kind of Chippewa birds flying overhead to peck your eyes out. You've gone into a more relaxed atmosphere. A lot of the trees are cleared out. Uh, there are farmhouses that are built that you can see along the way. Uh, you're heading away from the 
the town of Volcoria, which is just to the east of the wild line, uh, I guess is the way to say it, the, the division line between the wild and greater Aloria. Uh, it's also a little bit north of the, uh, the place that is known as Mount Amok, uh, where they say the guardian beast Amok of the Undying Flame is said to reside. Um, so that's where you're set up. You can definitely hear all the, the like I said, the noises of jovial uh, laughter and drunken carrying on. Um, what you would probably see, I'll go ahead and share an image with you so you can tell what you would normally see uh, in this kind of atmosphere. So there, right there, you've got, you've got people drinking their mead. You've got warriors all around. You've got women warriors and shield maidens ready to crack each other's skulls open and anybody else. So that's what you're entering into. Uh, go ahead. Uh, we'll start with, let's go ahead and start with Daniel. All right, so I'm sitting at a table back against the wall, and I have a pile of food on a plate. I'm eating as... Uh, well, I'm eating at a measured pace and keeping an eye on everything that's going on in the bar or in the tavern. And I'm watching for people who look like they're headed out to sea because I feel like I need to travel towards the sea to get away from, well, to get towards what I'm trying to travel for. All right. Uh, so sitting, sitting in the bar, you would most likely notice uh, there's what seems to be a a small framed man behind the bar keeping everybody's gullets full of mead uh, as he passes out horns of, of alcoholic beverages doused with honey flavoring. Um, he wears a cloak over his head and a draped scarf around his face, but he still seems to move at a quick, pretty quick pace, helping everyone, uh, not saying much as that happens. Uh, and you do also notice uh, a large frame, and by large, I mean large, large frame gentleman uh, stooping down to walk in through the front door. He seems almost a good three heads above you. He's uh, about seven feet tall, and who knows how much he weighs. Uh, so that's what you would see walking in the front door. I'll let him go ahead and describe himself. All right, so um, that's going to be Thulgrim. He's seven foot tall, coming in wearing, you know, just classic looking gladiator garb, you know, like spiked gauntlets, spiked shoulders, has the, um, the fur cape just, you know, just draped over himself and wearing kind of like the harness straps, has a giant two-sided axe out to his back and then to his side he has a giant you know flail 
like they both like emanate a glow like an otherworldly glow like you don't that you see it's kind of faint though and he also has long black long brown hair and a long unnaturally soft beard and a scar over his eye magic magically soft when you say unnaturally soft is it drawing me to reach out and touch it yes i've already touched it it is soft i don't think he noticed <laughs> when you touched are, it, we, are we actually putting that in headcanon did uh did john the red actually touch his beard as he walked oh yes oh yes yeah. i i very much touched the beard uh Thulgrim, how do you feel about the, the much smaller man reaching out to touch your beard not, not much smaller slightly slightly smaller <laughs> so as you see i have the greatest beard of all oh yes oh yes I, I i hope to one day have a beard such as yours sir well i'll have to share it with you it feels magically induced can you tell yes. me the spell it is not a spell it is natural herbs and spices ah. <laughs> you must tell me the recipe for your beard uh. I He's call using out. essential oils on his face. I call out to Thulgrim and offer him a flagon of mead if he'll tell me the secret of his beard conditioner. Out of my way, peasants! There is mead to be had. Let me buy you your first round. Do I have any money? I say to myself. Why, thank you. It might. <laughs> Hidden in your belt somewhere in a, a strange pocket purse. Excellent. I found this strange pocket breast I didn't know I had, and there's some coin in it. Sir, allow me. Why, thank you. What is your name? My name is John. John the Red. Ah, the Red. That is a nice smell. Thank you. It's the blood. Nice to know. Yes, what they call me the red because of all the blood I don't wash off. It's not because of my beard. I, I was not aware that blood was a huh. good conditioner. Uh, it's great for the skin. Excellent. I, I've usually tried to keep blood under my skin. Oh, I have some under there, too. That's a strange way to keep blood. Uh, it stores it well. As long as you so don't you get say. hit. All right, uh, Soul, you are sitting at the bar and you notice these large brutes just uh, touching each other's beards and talking back and forth as they drink their mead. And you notice that they have excellently crafted uh, axes and weaponry. Uh, it seems like whoever worked on these, whoever forged these weapons was of great talent. Okay. Oh, let me see your axe, sir. I'm an axe man myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You have to buy me dinner first. <laughs> I mutter under my breath. Uh, very nice weapons, but please, Mark, please don't let them come over here and talk to me. It would be very bad. Very bad indeed. I'm not. Uh, crawls here are already big enough and it's making my skin crawl. Yuck. I leave my axe sitting. It's got the axe head uh, basically as the stand right now, back against the wall. 
and I go to get that round that uh, John the Red just bought us from the bar. As you walk up to the bar, you hear uh, a muttered voice, very slow and drawn and steady. You asked for more mead. Hi. With an eye in it, or just the mead? Well, what type of eye do you normally put in it? Does it taste good? I, I haven't could had. Pluck your eye from your skull and put it in the mead if you wanted me to. Oh, no, I was saving my ah, eye for I like bargains. This no one likes Ultor. Ultor is unlovable. You say that now, but I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> I would like to check my uh, horn of meats or an eyeball, maybe. <laughs> I definitely think I gave the fiery one an eyeless mead. I think he asked for raspberry flavored wine. Indeed I did. Thank you, sir. Well, take your mead and be out of Altor's face. I need to go rest. I'm tired of looking at you people. If you see a little girl running around here, tell her to get out of the bar because my boss, Bjorn of Ian, does not like little 19-year-old Axsmith running around in his bar. Axsmith, you say? You must meet this person. She, she seems very nice. Oh. As he says this, you she can't make this. To walk away into a door behind the bar, he quickly pulls his staff with him as he uses it to walk. Uh, as y'all are starting to get your drinks, um, Einar, I think you definitely would notice a small framed gentleman sitting at the bar drinking his raspberry wine. His hair does almost resemble a campfire, so. He's noticeable. Okay. Uh, also doesn't help that I'm shirtless. I also heard him talk about axes. So, ah, you like axes, do you? Would you like to come and see mine? What, what it, kind it's, of, it's is, got excellent work. What, Don't whip what, your axe out in here. It's, is that a, a proposition? Or is it a, are you asking me to come somewhere with you? Absolutely. Would you it's like to come of, over to the table it, and see my axe? Uh, I, uh, oh, man. Come on, soul. I'm, I'm mummering to myself again. I didn't know there was this type of bar. Where have I gone? You can do this. Remember, I just, I just whip my axe out and then like slam it down on the bar. Use words, soul. You can do this. Oh, the actual weapon. Ha! I mean, okay. sure, I guess. I mean... If I come and look at the sex, will I maybe get peace and quiet back? Uh, I doubt it. We're here to drink and party. That is the shame with, you know, places of <laughs> this nature and towns. A tavern is a strange place to come for quiet, friend. And yes, I, I, I get, I see the irony of it all, but, you know, where else do I go get drink? Well, uh, little fellas. I pull out my giant two-handed axe and slam it on the table. 
This has slain many champions. It is called the Phoenix, and it burns with a fiery passion, and it will crush any foe in its path. In my history, journeys around the land, it is often the man with the biggest axe who has the littlest tool. And I flex my pinky at him. I don't know you, sir, but I feel bad. I look down at him. I look up at him. Yes, I'm very short. I understand. I stand up and start flexing my pecs. You're only proving my point even further, friend. I mean, but lovely craftsmanship. <laughs> lovely. I, I grab I, my axe. Are we going to do this now or are we going to do this outside? Oh, you have to fight. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not much for fighting. I, but you I, did just challenge me. No, I, I challenged the size of certain appendages. All right. <laughs> I, I'm going all to of a sudden, all of you hear is a thump. I don't even want to know what I heard. What did you just thump? <laughs> Look down at the table. It's we'll... so small. I've learned games where you don't look down. At, at this point, I've already gone over to look at the other man's weapon to inspect the craftsmanship. It is That's excellent. Small? It's a huh. it's a sword axe, and there's two axes there. and one sword. I call it the Axe of Omens because of the cool little eye. I see. Uh, very interesting. Uh, I don't usually put a lot of jewelry in my weapons, but it it worked for you, I guess. It it really accentuates your hair. Thank you. I, That's why I like it. Yeah, okay, okay. You have fun over there. Uh, I am. I always have fun. Can, can I go back to sitting at the bar alone now? Oh, you came you over may, here to see my axe. To... Oh, that's <laughs> right. Leave. And I... Rhea, you, uh, as you sneak through the bar, you definitely notice... Uh, Aside from trying to get your hands on some mead while Ultor is away from the bar, you notice all of these very large gentlemen uh, swinging around axes at each other. And pinkies. <laughs> pinkies and axes. And uh, you notice that uh, the big guy has a really large uh, double-sided axe. That, uh, I thought you were going to say double-sided pinky. <laughs> that would have been weird. I know what you could do with a double-sided pinky. You could, you could drink twice the wine uh, in a proper way. Yes, um, there you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rhea, you, <coughs> you notice all these axes being shown about. You you haven't seen even the one, the, the ominous axe, you haven't seen one quite like it ever before, and it definitely draws the attention of your craftsmanship. Are the other axes well made or do they look low quality uh, you're gonna have to get closer to find out see if you can uh, make a roll for me and see if you can get close enough to study their axes without them noticing you all right um okay just it was uh it was plus one uh, what's your sheet say? Where did you set your uh, 
would you set your bonuses to? Uh, Rhea, you're muted. I didn't realize that we were supposed to set bonuses. I just set everything to zero. You set everything to zero. Okay, well, you have a three, two, two, one, one, zero that you can work with. All, All right. right. Just like the old face. So if you want to put that into dexterity, wherever you want to put dexterity. So just go ahead and decide what number you're going to be putting into dexterity, either a three, a two, or a one, or a zero. Um, I guess I'm just going to put a one because my character doesn't seem to be very dexterous. Okay, fine. All right. So uh, roll your dice and uh, add the plus one to it and let me know what happens. All right. That's uh, plus two. So you rolled a two? Well, okay. Um, I meant uh, positive two. Like I didn't get any negatives or anything. Ah. Plus your bonus? It was um, just a one. Right, so a one, you rolled a plus, and you had blanks? I have a two. So does that make it a three with the plus one or just a two? No, it makes it a two because I was adding in the plus one. Okay, cool. So you got a two, so that's kind of mediocre. All right, so you can manage to get over to them. Um, try not to make too much noise while you're doing it. If any of them decide to turn and look, they would notice you trying to, in their opinions, steal their axes. That would not be good. It would be very bad for you. It would be very bad indeed. You hear me? Do I bad. notice the little... The person trying to get closer and look at Texas as well. I tell you what, uh, just uh, give me a simple roll for wisdom check. Since I had her roll for uh, dexterity, I'll, I'll just have you roll for wisdom check. I rolled. Uh, roll. I got the zero. My modifier cancels out what I rolled. So you're at zero? Okay, you do not notice this very sneaky girl. Uh, she is apparently the only person shorter than you here. Oh, interesting. I'm normally, they they call me the mouse of, of the forest in some circles. It's not a very nice nickname. The mountain mouse. The mountain mouse, yes. It's, it's because I'm very small. I'm, I'm but you have quite large fingers. Yes. <laughs> that, that is what it counts. You have good proportions, sir. Yes. That's what's important. Uh, You're proportionately um, very well made. I am going to take a knee by the other gentleman's uh, axe, the one who originally asked me to come over and take a look. And at my it. axe? Yes. I will show it to you. And I'm going to just inspect the craftsmanship about it. Uh, as you can I'm, see, it has a bear's head on it. It's very lovely to commemorate. I like the, uh, I like the, uh, the mm. technique used here. It's very nice. The, you make this yourself, yes? No, it was made for me That's to a commemorate shame. my first great kill. I assume it was a bear? Uh, it was. 
excellent, excellent. Well, I, I I wear the bear's skin. That's very nice. I can I can tell that. Yes. Um, I'm. If that is all, I I think I will head back over to my drink now. Uh, did did you not want to show off your weapon? Oh, sure. I take out a little dagger made of bone. <laughs> it's not, you know, as big as that guy's axe. But I also have nothing to prove, so... I bet your pinky is huge! I mean, it's proportionate. Ah! As long as it's symmetrical, I, I don't mind. It's a nice, it's a small weapon, yes, but... I want to have a non-symmetrical pinky... <laughs> Or a double-sided pinky. Uh, I I look at my pinkies. No, they're they're pinkies. Um, you know, it's not I a very that flashy. Guy over there has a triple-edged pinky. It's nothing special. Uh, materials made of bone. I got it from. Let's just say the 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 source of bone is very. Hush, hush. Pinky bone is well. I mean, it hasn't failed me yet. I'm still alive. That's what matters with a dagger. But you know, you 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 poke them with the pointy end, right? That's that's uh, what I'm always been told. I, I tend to use the pointy end to poke things too. The, well, that's. Nice. I guess we all had the as you similar see, upbringing. I have the pointy end. It looks like the pointy end is facing towards you. Is oh, uh, does I it tell me? Does surprised it, how easily I can turn it face away? Does it double as toothpick? Maybe. Fulgrim, I want you to roll uh, Only occasionally. For me. What do you want me to roll? Roll a wisdom check. You guys have me crying over here. <laughs> I can't get over John McClay's uh, Muppet mask. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My wife does have to listen to all this and write it. It's going to make for a great story, Jessica. Something about phalanges. I heard about phalanges. How many days? Triple-sided phalange bone daggers. Bones that we poke people with. Tony, I forgot how fate works. How many die do I start out with? To roll? Four. Four, and then... Yeah, the four with the plus and the minus? Yeah, okay. You just roll four. You don't get additional die at any time, right? No, you just roll those four and then add the modifier for whatever you're getting the check on. So whatever your wisdom right. modifier is on the sheet. So I think you set yours to... Uh, I got a three. You have a two in your wisdom, and then whatever you rolled. Three. So you got a three total? Yeah. Well, that's excellent. You actually noticed that uh, somebody bumped into your leg, uh, since your leg is almost as tall as they are. 
um, and you look down to see uh, this this girl, a uh, younger girl, about 19 years old. Uh, she was sneaking behind you, touching your axe. I look down. Excuse me, lass. Why are you looking at... Do you want to see this axe more up close? Yes, please. I feel like things are about to get a little weird. It's a weapon. It's an axe. It's, I swear it's made out of some corner. Of metal, it's it's blighted. Hold on, I'm having issues. That my thing keeps freezing. Hold on. Strong man has uh, performance issues too. So, <laughs> as y'all are talking about things, and uh, the largest gentleman is now uh, talking down to this little girl who is sneaking by y'all. Uh, you hear the whole bar start to roar in, in, in applause and cheering as they all start chanting uh, over and over again. Uh, you start to understand because you're, you're new to this area. You're not really from around here. Uh, you're not used to their customs, but you can hear them start to chant over and over again um, in what would be a Lorian tongue, the common speak for this place. Uh, you notice that they keep saying, Serpent's fang! Serpent's fang! Serpent's fang! Uh, that would draw my attention. A nice rhythm to it. <laughs> it's a good jolly song. Serpent's uh, fang! Serpent's fang! I start singing along. I, I do this as well. Serpent's fang! Serpent's fang! I, I get immediately more uncomfortable. Uh, well, you do notice that everybody is is cheering this over and over again at the, at the top of their lungs. The the whole bar, the whole tavern, almost seems to rattle with the ruckus that is created. And you notice that the majority of the people are angled and facing towards the front door of the tavern. Um, but being such a short gentleman, you do have a hard time seeing over some of their shoulders to be able to see what it is that they're cheering about. Doesn't pay to be the uh, shortest guy in the room. Not always, anyways. Do you say that out loud? Uh, they constantly mumble to myself. If you have, I, 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 I hoist you onto my shoulders. Oh, the music, please. Do not like, please put me down. <laughs> are you grabbing me by the scruff of my neck? Are you picking? What are you doing? I'm just like bending down and hoisting you up. I don't like this. Like a child. I don't like this. Little boy, now you can see. I'm not the boy I am, man, and I would. Do you use the advantage to see, or do you fight against the man lifting you onto his shoulder? I I feel like I have no choice. I'm so small. I have to go along with the ride. (laughs) Given given who essentially raised me, would I have any inclination as to what the serpent's thing means? All right, so um, as you're lifted onto his shoulders, you look over to see that a man has entered through the front door of the the tavern. He looks regal almost. Um, So as he walks through, you can tell that he's very strong and upright, got a lot of confidence about him as he moves into the bar. 
he's got a lot of scars on the skin that you can see uh, on his arms and on his face, um, and a large uh, gunslinger handlebar style mustache <clears throat> that drapes down past his chin, braided uh, down past his chin. And uh, as he walks in, he raises his hands and he says, Yes, a drink for everyone here. A drink and put it on the tab of the serpent's fang. As he maneuvers in and puts his arms, uh, he rests his elbows at the bar waiting for his mead. That's very, that man, I guess, because he looks the part of what uh, you know, I would expect someone who's leader supposed to be. I guess I, I don't know. I, I put my I, axe back to where it's sitting with the head down on the ground. Would you Would you mind please placing my feet back upon the ground? It. I feel very emasculated right now. I feel like you're manhandling me, and I don't like it. Here you go, son. Oh, thanks, I guess. I'm... He does have red hair, too. No, I just say that to little boys. I call them uh, son. I'm, I, am a, I am a man, I assure you. I'm no little boy. Oh, yes, you're and a fine man you are, son. Oh, this is... I mean... Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to go back to the bar now. You notice that all of the women uh, in the bar, all the shield maidens, the servant women, everyone is now clumping at the bar. They're gathering at the bar all around this oh. man that has walked in. Uh, the seat that you once took uh, is very much so cluttered with a large grouping of people, um, women screaming to try and get the attention of this man who has just entered. Um, and while you notice this, you also notice that uh, the large gentleman who's been boisterously hanging out with you by the name of Bloodwind has now taken this axe and he is like showing it to this girl that's still staring at his axe. Um, as I would normally just going, it's okay. I didn't, I didn't want to finish my drink anyways. It's fine. I'm going to go back over here to the corner where nobody else is. You should have brought your drink with you. You were looking at axes. It could have taken hours. They, it felt like I was being kidnapped, but, you know. Oh, you're no kid, son. Fine. Man nap. There you go. I guess I'll... Excuse me. Pardon me. I would like to order a drink. Flail my arm around trying to get noticed. Hello. Suddenly you feel a hand <laughs> grab your shoulder and as you look back you see the hooded man with the draped uh, scarf wrapped around his face, face uh, just behind you. He's crept out of a door that's at the other side of the bar and he says, You would like another round for you and your axe-carrying friends? Oh, sweet lord, you scared me. Someone, you cannot be sneaking up on people like that. It's very terrifying. I have not been called Lord for a very long time. 
But, nice to hear that said again. Oh, what is your name, my friend? As I said before, they have called me Ultor. Some call me Ultor the Cursed. Well, it is a pleasure to meet you. Um, yes, it I... It is a meeting. I was I like... know what pleasures I would bring. Don't... That's unfortunate. Um, but yes, I would like another round for myself. Uh, these others, they, they can pay for their own. So, no need for your friends of the axe. I wouldn't call them my friends. I just only met them today. Like, not even 20 minutes ago. You met them, but fate has brought them to meet you. Fine. I will take a round of meat for them as well. Except, uh, uh, except the the big tall one over there. I, you know, <laughs> I think I think too much liquor. You know, really stunts growth. If you know what I mean. That's why he carries around big X. Uh, uh, Thalgrim, who are you trying to hug? Ultor. Uh, you can roll dexterity. <clears throat> what just happened? <laughs> it sounds like nah, bro. Zero. I got a negative three. You win. <laughs> So what happens, uh, Thulgrim notices Ultor, who he's a huge fan of now, picks up his axe, straps it to his back, and then runs over to Ultor. Ultor, you're back! And he picks him up and hugs him and lifts him in the air. I've missed you so much. You're so amazing. Uh, as you lift him into the air, his scarf starts to shift around his face. He throws both of his hands up to try and maintain the scarf covering his face. As he says, You oxen's sorry excuse for a child. Put me down. You are so funny. Sure thing. I do that and I pat him on the back. You should be careful whom you put your loyalty into. I can see that in your future, it may give you pause. I will take that warning. Very optimistic. You are very optimistic. I agree with the fiery one. Optimistic? What did you say to me? Oh, it is a word. It means you are very happy for things yet to come. Why, yes, that is true. <laughs> this man, he's... All right, Ultor walks to the bar. He grabs you some more uh, mead, and he slams uh, the staff that's actually in his hand. He slams it against the ground. 
And as he does, uh, you notice that something strange happens. It's not quite like anything above ground happens, but uh, one of the barrels loses its bearing on the rack where it's hanging. It drops down, hits the ground, and rolls right over to your table and stops just against your leg, Bloodwind. And you notice that this full barrel of mead is now sitting right at your feet. I look down. Is this mine? You said you needed drink. You are quite large. I got <laughs> you a full-size cup. I will repay you one day, good sir. I pick up the barrel and just start drinking it. I pick it up with one hand. Remember, friend, not all treasures to every man is money. The payment I seek from you may come indeed, but it will not be gold nor silver. It's fine with me, old chum. I don't think he understands the price in which you you seek. Uh, before you even say this to Bloodwind or the rest of them, Ultor seems to have disappeared into another door again. Oh, does it's a very does, sneaky little devil. Does does he often do this, uh, tall man? I don't know. I just met him, but I like him. Oh. Okay, I see this is going to be how you are then. The, uh, the, yeah, I'm just going to. Have I noticed the. Do what you say, Fire Ant. Still messing with Thulgrim's axe. Yes, the girl is still uh, sitting there holding Thulgrim's axe. He thought he had strapped it to his back, but when he started drinking the mead, uh, the 19-year-old girl seems to have stuck away, still looking at his axe and the engraving of uh, the crimson bird that is blazed across its blades. Can I show her my axe? What is it with you people and showing off axes? I mean... We're axe people! I'm That's sitting, what's with us. I'm just drinking. It's like my character just... No, I no clue what's going on right now. He's just happy. Um, the axe hurts the man. I've heard axe is how you meet people. Yes, spray a little, I, spray a little I axe assume, on you. People like it. They like. I assume this gathering is by a table. Blood, it is. You are. I pull my flail. I pull my flail out as well. I have this as well, and it is amazing. A giant two-handed flail. I'm going to kind of just sink down onto uh, the table, just like a little seat, and just try to drown out everybody else. I I move my axe away from the chair that you slid into, so that you, you don't have to worry about it hurting you. I put my axe away and inside because no one's interested. Show it to the girl who seems to like craftsmanship. Rhea, go ahead and roll a wisdom and see if you can analyze the axe that you're staring at. Okay, that's a four. You definitely notice that this is not like any other metal you've ever worked with or seen. It's no ore that represents any kind of similarity to anything you've ever heard of. Um, it's very strange indeed, and it does have your attention. Um, who's this again? 
uh, Thulgrim Bloodwind, the seven-foot-tall monster drinking out of the barrel with the unnaturally soft beard. Oh, yeah. Thulgrim never told me his recipe. The essential oils you need to be putting on your face. Yes. What herbs um, do you use, Thulgrim? Oh, right. I forgot about that. I reach into a hidden pocket in my cape. That hidden pocket. I bring out a... Um, <laughs> I'm always finding hidden pockets. And I grab one of the uh, extra vials and I hand it over to him. Yeah, that's. I have idea. no idea what this says or what it means, but this is what softens my beard. Here, you can have it. I'm going to take the top off and sniff at it. Do you mind if I uh, see that bottle real quick? It smells of berries and roses, Einar. And uh, what did you want to do, Saul? I want to... I'm asking if I can see the bottle that he was given. Oh, yeah, uh, if you want to show it to him. I put some in my hand and put the lid back on and let him see it. I'm going to try and read the bottle. All right. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll for that. Uh, it just says, Tolgrim's Special Beard Juice. So... And, but you smell it, and it smells of rose petals. And it smells nice, but yes. and again, I mutter to myself, the mystery here is, if he cannot read, how does he manage to spell his name? <laughs> the plot thickens. Maybe he didn't. Maybe someone must have made it for him. It, it appears to have been made for him. A... <laughs> All right, uh, Rhea? As you're looking at the axe and you're still trying to run your hands, because uh, you have very hard coarse hands, but you have a sense for the metals that you work with uh, after having been a blacksmith for so long. You're running your fingers along the metal of the axe trying to figure it out, and you notice that some of the crimson markings on it start to glow a little bit. And then someone reaches down and grabs the axe that you're holding. And as you look up, it is the man they were cheering as the serpent's fang. And he stares down at you very sternly and says, You girl, where did you get your hands on a weapon like this? I, I was just looking at that man's axe. And I point over to my shoulder at him. One does not just calmly take an axe from a man. Who do you think you are that you can walk around with such a weapon? I was looking at it. I asked you who you were, girl. I demand that you answer me if you plan on being in my bar. I'm Rhea Ravenwood. Uh, Ravenwood? Isn't your father a blacksmith in the town? Um, yes, sir. Ah, I feel like he's made many a thing for me, but this axe is definitely not something he made. I'll be taking it off your hands, girl. That axe isn't mine. I was just borrowing it. 
as uh, the the man reaches down to grab the axe from the girl, it seems to just fly out of her hands and back to the hand of the large brutish bloodwind. I gave the little girl permission to look at that, but you, sir, do not touch my axe. I don't know you. And what makes you think this axe is yours? Did you make it? Did you buy it? Was it given to you? It's clearly been on his possession this whole time. I mean, it has been my axe through many a game. So you only play games with this axe and you're not prepared to fight a real man's day with it. Do you not realize who you talk to? I talk to a soft bearded whelp who stands in my bar thinking himself mighty. I am Fulgrim Bloodwind, champion of Valkoria, of the Gladiator Games. No champion has survived against me. So, you admit to it freely. You are but a child who has played child's games. That <laughs> is amusing. And who are you, big bear? I am Einar. Chuckling. Einar, why are you so lonely? I am not lonely. I have made many axe friends today. Brothers of the axe are the best to have. And are you one who just plays games? Or are you ready to work a man's day? I have hunted many years. Hunting and sailing are two different things, little man. Is anyone here an actual seaborn? Is anyone here actually worth my time? That is why I'm here. I'm here to find adventure, glory, something that I cannot find in the Gladiator games. I grew I was, bored. I was told being seaborn was my birthright, maybe. I don't mind getting on boats and working, if that's what you're asking. Do you have any special talents there, little boy? Um, with a snap of my left hand, if there are lit candles, the flames would gather to me. Maybe I do. Maybe. The older man that you're looking at, uh, his eyes get wide as you do this, and you can tell uh, from the shocked look on his face that... Uh, this isn't normal what you just did and he's he's quite a bit larger than you he's six foot three about 195 pounds and he's made out of just tinsel strong muscles um and at this time he's about 51 years old he's older he's grizzled um but you can tell especially from the reaction of when he walked into the place from everyone's reaction as they still flutter around him as he's even talking to you. Uh, he seems to be respected. And he, he, he sees you do this uh, when you snap your fingers and the fire dances around your hands and he says, that could be useful. I might be able to put you to work cooking my food. Simple task, but this is one of the many blessings fighter does offer. 
if you think cooking is simple, then maybe you're not doing a good enough job at it. I do expect my food to taste good. Taste is merely objective. When you've been around as long as I have, it's the little pleasures in life that may have been worthwhile. Then I will try not to fail you then. But Good, I'd like to not throw you off my boat in the middle of the East Sea. I would like to not burn it down. But that's neither here nor there. They will be on their ship, ready to serve. Did you say you have a boat? <laughs> a boat. Yes, I have a boat. You could say that. I was hoping to secure passage on a ship. If you want passage on my ship, you're going to have to earn it. And I tell you what, all of you strange-looking blokes, especially you there, the drunk one with the red hair and the big axe sword with the red eye in it, I don't know who you are, but you will show up tomorrow at Black Brook Keep, and you will find out if you have what it takes to get on my ship. I will be if there. Oh, asks, I'll be there. We'll see if you can get through the front door, you big ogre. And if anyone I'll asks, be there. tell them the serpent's fang sent you. He walks Interesting name. He says that. No longer seeming amused by you, he walks away and begins to drink as he is surrounded by more ladies than he could possibly want in a day. I will restore the lights back to the bar. Everybody looked better before you did that. Yeah, I know. Oh, God, look at the people. Oh, oh. I love no, my no, skin looks please, fantastic. Please, <laughs> it's all I've heard the beauty was in the eye of the mead holder. I look at the mead, not strong enough. Put it back down. I walk out. My mead goggles are fuzzy at best. Um, well, uh, you do notice that it is barely, you know, the three moons are still high in the sky. It is uh, barely midnight. Uh, you have a long time before morning before you need to be at the closest enclosed town, which is the Black Brook Keep he invited you to. Um, you may want to find a place to bed yourself for the night. Or you may just want to get drunk in the bar for as long as they'll let you. I don't I walk out and I'm like, that is a good tree. I'd sit down and pass out. <laughs>